Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And hey, before we get back into my conversation with super producer Dave Sanders, um, I really quickly wanted to share with you something that cracked me up. I came across uh, the other day on Facebook. Um, I related to this video in a big, bad way, and it's kind of all of us right now. I think you'll dig it. Uh, comedian Julie Nolke has a conversation with her past self explaining what's happening right now to the January 2020 version of herself. Check it out. Oh, whoa. Who are you? I'm Julie from Four Months in the Future. Actually? Are you here to tell me what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because of the, the butterfly effect, I can only really give you um, some loose details, but we'll go through the basics, yeah. Okay, cool. So, do you want the good news or the bad news? Oh, um, good Good news? Yeah, oh, yeah. great choice. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, things have never been better for climate change. No, that's great. Dolphins in the Venice Canals. Really? I know. I know. Well, it's... I, I, I mean, I saw it on Facebook. I don't know if it's a real thing. My aunt posted it, but it seems pretty legit. Oh, okay, well, that's... I mean, that's incredible. You know, especially given the Australian wildfires. The what? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, those are pretty, like, I think those are going to be the defining feature of 2020. Yeah, you'd think. Oh, no? Not even a little bit. Really? Wait, because they're, they're a pretty big deal. Yeah, your definition of a pretty big deal is going to change, for sure. Wow. Okay, so what is the bad news, then? You are going to want to pull all your investments. What? Yeah, just yeah, get, get everything out of the stock market. Ugh, oh, get it all out. oh, it's a recession. You know what? Put a little money in Zoom. Isn't that a conferencing app? Yes, trust me. Okay, while we're being proactive here, actually, if you could just do a Costco run real quick, that's gonna save you a lot of hassle. Costco. Do you have any hobbies? You know, just something to something to keep you busy. Um, I no, not really. You should get a dog. I want a dog. You know, I want a dog. I just they're 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 a lot of work, and you've got to walk. You got to go outside with them twice a day. Right. The walks are going to be clutch. Right. But I mean, I have to leave them because I have so much travel coming up. <laughs> for work oh you won't be working but how do i afford stuff do you take vitamins or juice no okay it might be maybe a good time to just you know get get that body in tip-top shape get 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 strong get those lungs a pumping you know cardio little aerobic what the hell is gonna happen look i know it all sounds scary but it's really not that bad you know for you Right. I mean, for some people, it's it's not. But for you, it's it's really not bad. Um, I I would uh, you know, would you rather be in a busy shopping mall or at home on the couch watching Netflix? The couch. Exactly. You're gonna be just fine. Okay. What do you know about the world of big cats?
It's time for Corona and Limes. Uh, somebody do oh, yes, uh, do a uh, um, somebody do a wellness check on Tony Romo. Make sure he's okay. Man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, you talk about a lifetime ago. I made that joke like the I don't know end of January, and suddenly yeah. it's like. That shit's not funny anymore. You can't be making those jokes anymore. And yeah, it's it's just it's we don't want to you know dwell on it, but I mean it it is just so um, thorough how life has changed. You know, it's like and even like in the last couple of weeks, you know, who's an essential worker, who isn't, and and it's uh it, it's it's just strange times but i thought we would kind of maybe do um a little bit of comparing contrast with you know kind of the geography you know kind of kind of what what you're seeing down in arizona and uh you know maybe we can do a, a ask me anything about the <laughs> seattle area because <laughs> it, it's it's very interesting and i've had this conversation offline with uh with a couple other folks as well it's weird that um, the the Seattle area um, in a uh, city uh, Kirkland about you know 30 miles kind of 30 miles no about 15 miles uh, you know kind of like uh, uh, northwest of Seattle. I don't think that's right either. I don't have a compass. Anyway, Kirkland is <laughs> is kind of near Bellevue, which is kind of near Seattle. It doesn't matter. Right. Anyway, it's the Seattle region. <laughs> thank you. I should have said that. See. You you should host a podcast, Dave. You'd be pretty good at it. But um, but anyway, the so this area was kind of like ground zero. You know, it was like you know yep. the 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 first recorded cases, and it's like oh my god. You know, I was even making jokes within the context of this podcast, saying like oh man, just wait until you know the Seattle area because it, it's going to turn into like Dark Knight Rises, and they're going to blow all the bridges, and uh, and Seattle is is going to become you know Escape from New York, and I've already got you know my my Snake Plissken, uh, Kurt Russell eye patch and dust on order well yes. a couple a couple months later well now like actual new york is now going to be escaped from new york because that's the place where you need to bomb the bridges and and turn it into a uh um a a uh post-apocalyptical wasteland um apologies to uh, uh my buddy aunt if he's uh listening i hope you and your family are safe um anyway and let's preface this this whole segment with we're not making light of this. We're not downplaying the uh, the virus or, or speaking ill of anyone that unfortunately passed off for this. Our thoughts are with everybody yeah. who this ter- terrible disease has affected. But God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, this was supposed to be just the flu. <laughs> and, and, and I'm doing a lot of stupid gallows humor here, too, because like oh, I no, mean. I, but a lot Some of people it do better with that, though. So, I mean, I know yeah. I did. I, I was one of the ones I, I, I've said Corona with Lyme since day one. Yeah. And, and I haven't stopped because that's what I say. And that's how I that's how I cope with it. Um, and if that offends anybody, I do deeply apologize. But we all have our own coping mechanisms on how we're dealing with this new world. Yeah. And and, you know, taking it all the way back to the top, that's kind of how the genesis of this particular episode came about is like, you know, I, 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 I went to my dude, Dave, and I'm like, I need some help reevaluating what makes my podcast tick because I'm not sure if I want to do it anymore. You know, cause like it's, it's kind of like that, you know, again, we all have our coping mechanisms and because of, um, the, the way I've been working recently, you know, I, I am 
an essential employee at my radio station day job. And I, I got to tell you, I am I I'm not working any more hours so I'm still working my my full time 40 hours a week, but I'm working twice as hard, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like adapting to shifting technologies and trying new things. Some things work, some things don't. And then there's always a um, disconnect with the folks that aren't here because the, the, the people that are uh, working from home. It's not like they're on vacation. They're still working. In fact, um, you know, I, I had a conversation with one of my coworkers that is working from home and they're saying it's harder because they, they have to do all of this reporting to justify what they're doing while they're working at home. Oh, and by the way, they've got a couple kids that are now at home with them that they're now responsible for making sure that they're doing, you know, um, uh, distance learning or offline learning or whatever the terminology is and 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 it's hard so it's it's more or less anybody that's working in a job that's quote-unquote essential um whether it's you know being a oh god I, i don't it's it's one of those things hey dave have you ever had the thing where like you think about you start talking and you think about it and realize, oh, I'm about to say something really stupid. I was going to say, like, you have you have jobs like, say, like, first responders and medical people. Um, medical people. Yeah, and, and, and people that deliver packages. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and, and the fucking ape person that, that hits the button at the radio station. All those things are not alike. Um, so I'm to not... be fair, though, aren't they? Because without you hitting that button, uh... nothing goes over the air. Well, that's true, but but I I am not going to say that my job is as critical as a, a nurse practitioner, for example. So that, that I, I that get was... that part, but you're like second tier, I would say. And this is no disrespect to like BJ Shea or any of the uh, people on a music station. Yeah, you're up in in another echelon from a music station. Oh well, thank because you. you're giving you're helping give the information to the people as they need it. Gotcha. And, and I appreciate that. And that, yeah, there is, there is something different about uh, news and talk formats. And, and, and I, I, I didn't mean to get too much deep in the weeds uh, about my day job because I mean, again, anybody that follows me on social media can figure out where I work. I just, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I just need to make sure and have that delineation between my podcast hobby and my, my radio right. job. Um, now, uh, now bringing it back to the the at home studios, that's been a trip to fucking watch on local TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's been interesting because like you know, and and it's weird how different local news stations are handling it differently. Like mm-hmm. um, some people have like 4K cameras and you know like like a light halo and all of this other production stuff. and an actual microphone on a stand in front of them or on an arm like i have right here in my yeah. stu- in my slash studio slash room and then you have those <laughs> using their fucking webcam mic and 280i whatever <laughs> resolution <laughs> and they work for the same goddamn company <laughs> yeah. it's so weird i i had a uh, had uh, i actually kind of like had like you ever have a rant that just goes nowhere? Like, uh, like yeah. I, I, I was so wound up 
And I was like, oh, man, you, you see you see this stuff on SNL over the weekend where, like, you know, they're doing, like, this whole Zoom conferencing skit. And, you know, half of these people are talking into phones. Half of these people are using laptops. You know, surely network television has better resources and better technical know-how than a bunch of podcasters and, and streamers and YouTubers. Because the thing nope. that might – well, <laughs> no. No, they don't. But what exactly. – but what my my coworker broke it down for me uh, thusly, um, there's support staff that just isn't there, and these these people aren't technically savvy, you know. So it's so you it it's weird though, and and I've heard I've heard the term authenticity get uh, get thrown around a lot. It's like oh well, it's authentic. It's like yeah, but the audio quality is authentically terrible. And I don't know. Someone sounded like this on their on national TV. It it doesn't come up very well. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing. It's like you know, sometimes authenticity is relatable, which is which was the entire point of that SNL sketch, and I get it. Right. But but what I've what I've realized, you know, being a podcaster by night and a a radio man by day, is I've unfortunately become a bit of an audio snob, and. Mm. And so, I mean, I noticed stuff like that. It's like, but wait a minute, that's the network. They have way better resources than I do as an independent podcaster. And and the thing with like the local TV people is it real. I, I've observed how these people are struggling with problems that that streamers and podcasters and all of this stuff have perfected many times over for several years. Like, you know, I, I've got tons of friends, you know, it's like, you know, the um, uh, the Radio Free Cybertron gang, the Transmissions yep. gang, you know, they, they do, you know, they do their show as a live remote conferencing thing every week. And in, 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 in the case of uh, uh, Radio Free Cybertron uh, going on 20 years now. So they, they've figured mm-hmm. this stuff out. So you would think that, like, you know, they... I don't know. I just I I just find it so um, aggravating the uh, the learning curve that that some of these uh, that some of these folks are taking. And but I will say, though, Dave, it, it does it does crack me up, though, watching people's home setup um evolve. <laughs> like first yes. it was somebody like broadcasting at in their kitchen. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. they're in a separate room. And maybe there's like one picture on the wall. Next time, there's more stuff on the walls. There might be a potted plant there. Some, I mean, basically, there a lot of these folks that are uh, working from home are like essentially building home sound stages. And it and yep. it's kind of hilarious just how like uh, cartoonishly staged it is sometimes. Like, and and I I wonder. Um, what uh, if there was like local booksellers that had a run? I mean, before like they were declared non-essential or whatever. Um, if people like said, "Hey, I need smart people books, so I don't like look like a knucklehead." Like for example, yep. I'm I am grateful that for my job, I I would never have to worry about broadcasting from home because if I did, um, all they would see is comic books and Transformers. And uh, it'd be like, that would just be kind of funny, you know, just kind of like seeing what would be 
um, you know, kind of on my shelf per se, if, if I was like a local TV person, but, uh, again, well, I'm, I'm glad well, for, in radio, but <laughs> well, well for me, uh, the, the interesting thing is, uh, well, first down here for the Phoenix Fox 10, uh, local affiliate, uh, the weatherman, Corey McCloskey, um, he started doing this uh, a few weeks ago once they started doing the whole, uh, you can work from home type thing. And his cat invaded the, the Skype <laughs> video. And now he can't do a weather report without the cat, and the cat has its own Instagram. But what's <laughs> what's See, really interesting for me... I, I'm there for that. I, I actually really like that. That's, that's a great example of taking something that could be a nuisance and, uh, and, and, lean, and leaning into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's but, fun. Uh, what, What's been interesting for me now, I, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, as you know, and uh, if your listeners don't know, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Oh, man. Uh, NASCAR has partnered with iRacing for many things throughout the years. iRacing is the ultimate racing computer simulator. Ooh. It's not a game. It's a simulator. It is the most up-to-date. Like, they scan tracks once a week to, mm-hmm. to get the weather, how the weather affects the tracks perfect for the drivers to drive on these things are are they we started, are, are we going to talk about the thing that i didn't think we were going to talk about is that oh what no i'm not talking about that I, okay. i'm not talking about that I, I i'm not going there don't worry we're not going we're not going with uh with kyle larson thinking he was on call of duty but okay, okay. <laughs> i yeah, i just i i will just say you know for point of reference there are just certain ugly words in the language that should be in nobody's vocabulary whether they are on mic or not and this has been my ted but, talk Yes, but uh, that, since that was brought up here. Uh, he's lost almost every sponsorship, and he'll probably be fired by tomorrow. <laughs> Very well. But, Very well. But no, be uh, they started. They started showing uh, three weeks ago the i races and having the actual drivers from their home setups, um, and these things range from a wheel on your on a table or a desk with pedals underneath to full blown like they have a roll cage around them gear shifters where it would be in their car the the wheel has the little hydraulic thing that pops it on and off like some of these setups are insane and cost thousands of dollars people get these on the regular too that really want to get into racing Mm -hmm. but seeing these setups and seeing how they mount their cameras nowadays because they're starting to go to the the drivers at home like you see the strategically placed items from their sponsor like you'll see a Coca-Cola thing over here. You'll see Blue Emu no. sitting on the dash. Oh, oh, it's it, it, oh it is God. the ultimate NASCAR at home experience, and I love the campiness of That's it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, some some of the stuff is apparently going to boil over, and once they get racing again, like a couple of drivers got into it at Bristol last week, and they they kind of got on the phone with each other apparently afterwards and cussed each other out for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh but but that kind of stuff has been interesting to me. Um yeah. staying on that line of thought, DraftKings and FanDuel, the the daily uh fantasy sports sites have been um doing like Madden simulation. Uh they're doing free contests, you get to pick players, see how they do, and they'll give you like uh credit on their sites toward once we get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um some of the some of the the things that you were talking about with the, how they sound that's the prime example of it. Cause you'll have one guy who sounds professional, like he's in a studio. Then you'll hear somebody on their webcam mic with kids screaming in the background. It's like, no, no, t- tell the kids to go away, go somewhere quiet. If you're doing a broadcast over YouTube, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because like even and and I don't know how to reconcile this contrast because as much as I'm a kind of kind of I, I wouldn't say I'm an audiophile. Because that that's a whole different thing. Like, you know, you're listening for like grains and a vinyl record and I I couldn't care less about any of that stuff. I just I I just like high quality um audio technique, I guess. Yes. Um but but I I also appreciate authenticity. So like just just to put it an example so that I can wear my hypocrisy on my sleeve, <laughs> when I do um, on-site interviews, like at a Comic-Con or something, you can hear that it's clearly at a Comic-Con. And yeah. I could get microphones that are uh, sensitive enough or certain types of microphones to do like uh, certain, you know, mic techniques and things like that to where I could probably minimize the uh, uh the crowd noise and then i could probably minimize it even further in post-production there's uh you know as as you well know dave there there's several yeah. different uh you know tools in our in our toolbox uh, uh editing and processing wise that you know you can minimize some of that stuff but i don't because i like the authenticity like so for example you know you and i are communicating over skype and i'm sure during uh parts of listening to this it's gonna sound like we're over skype you know i i yeah. frequently do a lot of my interviews over phone and they sound like they're on a phone because they're on a phone so it's not a filter it's an actual phone <laughs> exactly exactly but but this is so weird how far the pendulum of uh of like podcast snobbery and editing goes is people right. will actually like put on a telephone effect to simulate the sound of somebody being on the phone. Uh, yep. But, but I, 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 I didn't mean to get into like this whole side tangent about um, audio editing, but I wonder though, as, as somebody that's watching this iRacing stuff, is it is the inconsistency jarring? Um, does it bother you? Are you okay with it? What what's well, the, what's kind of your take on the, it? The iRacing is uh, produced by Fox. Like they actually have like Jeff Gordon, Mike Joy, the actual commentators doing that. Now the DraftKings stuff, that's all being done on their own. Like they have a deal with DraftKings, and they're actually some of their podcasters, blog writers, stuff like that. So some have this experience, some don't, and they're being kind of thrust into the role. Um, that's my that's my thinking of the ones that have like the kids in the background. They don't know better per mm. se. Um, but with this though, uh, to me, it's entertaining to a point. Okay. Uh, because their their commentary kind of makes up for it. They lean into it, kind of like with Corey uh, McCloskey with the cat. They kind yeah, of lean into okay. it and play off of it. So that that kind of helps a little bit. Um, but to branch off from this a little bit deeper, is this going to be the new normal coming out of this? Are we going to be seeing more at-home broadcasts from people? Yeah. I'm talking about professionals in the news industry, professionals in like TMZ, uh, certain shows, stuff like that. I I think so. You know, I I said earlier that you know we we didn't want to lean into politics too much, but one of the things that that's a hot button issue here in the Seattle area is we have so many tech workers that you know our our streets are overrun 
with with commuters. You know, the, the, the commutes are notoriously brutal, one, because our freeways are so poorly designed, but that's not that's yep. not here or there. Um, are they working on those with nobody on it, by the way? No. Oh, God, God damn it. See, okay, <laughs> we, we can't. We cannot. Okay, <laughs> no. well, maybe I can a little bit. Yeah, you would think this would be a great time to start filling in potholes? No. But that light rail, that project's continuing, so... Uh, so so good on uh, uh, Washington uh, Department of Transportation there. Okay, end of political rant. Anyway. Where I was going with that <laughs> is that, you know, um, uh, city and state leadership has been trying and failing for years to solve the traffic problem. Well, yep. Corona Roma fixed it for us because yeah. all of the, the Amazon workers, the Microsoft workers, the Google workers – all of those folks are now working from home. And now, now we have a problem of cars doing uh, triple digits on the freeways. And, and there's a, you know, it's kind of become like a, another safety concern because there's no traffic. And gas is down. So they're going to fly as fast as they can. Mm, that's and true. Not have to fill up as much. <laughs> Where I'm going with that is, is post whatever this is, whatever that new normal looks like. What is going to stop companies from being like, hey, man, why don't you just stay at home? Um, and and to, you know, I, I was talking about, you know, the things that I'm doing here at uh, at my work at the radio station. You know, why would those show hosts and content producers and promotions people that are that are working from home? Why would they need to come back? You know, exactly. there, I, I was, I, again, I was chatting with, uh, uh, with one of my coworkers and it's like, you know, there's a version of this where it's just you and me forever. Um, because I mean, you know, I, I will still need be needed to press the buttons. You know, we were poking fun earlier at like the local TV people, but we've seen the incremental, uh, development. And as the, as their setups are getting better and better, there's a time when that pendulum is going to swing so far the other direction that their home setup is probably even more superior than the actual setup at the uh, at the local TV station. So I, I know I I know I brought it up multiple times on the show, but mm. uh, I always reference Mark and Brian. Oh, Mark sure, was yeah. living in North Carolina for years. It sounded like he was in the studio with Brian and the rest of the gang the whole time. Like, like the technology is there, especially nowadays. But let, let me take this one step farther because sure. I do want to point this out. Yeah, yeah. Places like call centers. Yeah. I, I don't think they're, yeah. they're, they're going to be a thing anymore. People, they're going to have people work from home and taking calls for whatever company they work for. I, I don't see people going back to a car center building. Why have that overhead for rent for a building? Yes. All the electricity, all the, all the technology going in there. That's like a massive downsizing in budget that you can implement toward other things. I don't see call centers as we know them surviving this. Yeah, and and you get to uh, defer those costs to your employees with, without yep. without them even realizing it. Because like there's there's all of the folks that have the opportunity to work from home that are going to start getting utility bills, electricity mm -hmm. bills, heating bills, cooling bills. Um, but all all of those costs, you know, it's like why. Why is the utility bill so much higher? Oh, that's right, because we are occupying the home 
constantly as opposed yep. to uh, turning the, uh, the, the furnace to work mode and going to work for eight hours and where yep. there's no TVs on and no lights on. That kind of thing. And and even take it a step further. So like I, you know, I'm a um, I, I'm, I'm an essential employee. I get to come to um, a building and an office that has almost no people in it. It is it is ghost town city. It's basically the there's, um, you know, like TV. Is there a tumbleweed? <laughs> yes. But what I, but I was going to say is like, you know, what is in in a plentiful supply um uh, uh Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer and cleaning materials uh hand soap and of course the TP of you course. Know? <laughs> so because by going to work and not having to share those resources you know um it, it's it's not a worry so I, I guess in a sense uh um uh, my my PSA for essential workers is like, well, if you go to an office and you have the opportunity to go at work, maybe you should go at work. <laughs> you know, yes. save, save especially your... if it's empty like it is nowadays. It, exactly. You don't have to worry about offending somebody with your with your uh, <laughs> your excrements. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to make that as as nice sounding and proper sounding as possible. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, Didn't work. But, Made it worse. It's fine. Uh, now, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny you say that because out here, uh, the casino shut down. Yeah. I think it was March 16th. Um, what was really cool of all of them, um, especially the one my wife works at, is the restaurants gave whatever food was in the fridges and stuff, uh, like vegetables, oh, uh, eggs, cool. stuff like that, to their employees. Nice. Whatever was left over donated to the food banks in the area. Uh, before they close up shop for however long. We're, right now it's through April 30th. Uh, it'll probably be longer with the way trends are going. Yeah. But the way that this place looks, um, it's it's eerie. Yeah. It, it's it's just the quietness is just mind boggling. Uh, I grew up here in this area. Mm -hmm. There was never the silence that I'm hearing now. Another aspect is it's clearer everywhere. Like you can see for miles oh. in any direction, uh, like the lights that we can see the lights from Vegas here on the, on the regular, we can see those clearer than we ever have before. Like, I, I don't want to get too yeah. deep into this well, but uh -huh. the climate change thing might be starting to be fixed. <laughs> well, and, and it's so interesting. And, and, you know, that, that, angle not not specifically the climate change angle but kind of like you know there there's um early on there were these viral stories of like oh man like the the uh, uh dolphins are swimming in the can uh, uh canals of venice and yeah. turns out that that was kind of bs but it turns out so i i actually did the snopes on it and it's like it it's half and half because like they're uh, the waters in the canals um, in Venice have gotten clearer because mm -hmm. basically like with the constant boat traffic, there isn't all of the silt being, uh, you know, churned up. So the water is clearer. There are no tourists there uh, chucking their garbage and, and litter into uh, mm -hmm. the canals. Um, but yeah, no dolphins. But there are ah. parts of Italy 
where there are waterways where dolphins and uh, swans and other, uh, you know, majestic, exotic animals, you know, have been hanging out. Um, so but but it is interesting. We, we've kind of seen a lot of like the I don't know, uh, not to be all, uh, you know, fern gully about it, but like, you know, where <laughs> where like, you know, the the earth has kind of healed in a way like yeah. like you were saying, like, you know, the the air's a little clearer. The water's a little clearer there. There are, you know, spots where, um, you know, animals are kind of, you know, more more prevalent. Like I saw a story yeah. about like a, a, a city park that has been kind of like, you know, inundated with squirrels, which is fine because nobody's there anyway. So right. um, not to be confused with that that story out of China with the uh, the drunk elephants in the in the tea garden. Apparently that was all right. BS as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, anytime you see like, you know, something that's like, you know, viral because somebody's posted it. Yeah. You probably want to dig into it a little deeper yeah. before uh, before you share that on Facebook. But that's that's do just, your um, due diligence. There it is. <laughs> uh, three. Sources. Uh, we were supposed to do compare and contrast. I don't think we did that. <laughs> um, well, so for for me, at least it's very bizarre because my my experience has been very singular in that i i have two things going for me that that um is making my corona with limes a uh, um not not as relatable one as as i've talked about i'm still working now basically like i uh you know i i go to work i go home you know and back and yeah. forth so but your routine wasn't interrupted correct. to the level that some have been but what did disrupt our routine is we moved. So yes. basically, like we um our our first night sleeping in the new house was on uh March 29th, I believe. I put it on Facebook, but I don't I don't remember the date off the top of my head. What whatever that Sunday was. So this okay. was like it's like, well, wait a minute. Corona Roma has been going on since, I don't know, arguably uh, end of January. So like during that time, you know, we've been uh, wrapping up remodeling projects, packing, uh, unpacking, moving. And the thing that's interesting is none of our projects were really delayed or impeded be specifically because of um you know COVID-19 coronavirus concerns like so for example like the contractors we've been dealing with you know by the nature of their work we're already kind of like you know uh doing kind of uh you know enhanced safety procedures anyway so like you know right. the 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 dish tv guy you know was already you know like wearing gloves and booties now that's not the same thing as a mask but it's one guy in our house and you know well more than six feet apart so yeah i mean there's there's there was like a time where we had like two painters in the house at the same time but they were on opposite sides and what what I'm trying to say is like a lot of you know the 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 specific social distancing stuff is just kind of happened organically just kind of the way that we've been doing things so it, it wasn't until 
Um, the the only impact we saw, and this is not a you know, oh woe is me and my my uh, um, new home <laughs> issues, but um, there there was a a piece of flooring in our remodeled bathroom that the contractor was going to come back and fix. We all knew that that it was it was unresolved, but it was like, hey man, are you gonna um be able to come out and finish the floor before we move in? Uh, no, my, uh, we're, we're basically self-quarantining. We're in lockdown. My, uh, my parents, you know, the, this is the contractor we're talking to. He's like, you know, my parents are very much in the, in the vulnerable danger zone group. So, you know, I, I can't necessarily be running around, um, all of that. So, so, I mean, we, res- we respect that decision, mm. but, um, it's it's just weird because like you know we've uh, even even after um, you know non essential businesses were closed we didn't really notice any difference because we're still going to the hardware store you know right. it's like so like everything that we were doing is is on schedule the only thing that's different and I said this way at the the beginning of the show is is um you know there's been a couple times where we've been doing like a lot of like packing or unpacking or working or whatever and sometimes you just want to unwind and go to uh, a restaurant after a hard day's work and you know just have a cold right. one and a great meal served to you didn't get the opportunity to do that we've we've been doing a lot of dicks burgers <laughs> um mm-hmm. because you know it's just grabbing that and we, you know we want to drive through or take out drive through take out and and that's the other thing so so our eating habits haven't really changed because you know if you're driving around a u-haul uh van back and forth the the same taco bell that i got from drive through is the same taco bell i would have gotten regardless right um but really i think the only cost or you know i guess just in terms of like um and I didn't realize this until a handful of days ago, you know, because I've been kind of like, you know, kind of on edge, a little pent up, um, a little tired, you know, like like we've talked about a lot already because of my work is, you know, it's like I really just want to go to a movie and just kind of like unwind. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I can't do that. You know, the one thing I want to do, I can't do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, so like like I said, my my. um my experience is is not like others, so I don't want to necessarily complain uh, because you know uh, we don't have kids. We we don't have to we don't have to worry about that struggle or that challenge. Um, likewise, we're not specifically like quarantined or specifically self isolating or you know because like I I've got a lot of friends. You know, that that are just like, you know, total lockdown. We need to stay yeah. home and not have any contact with anybody like, um, you know, we've we've, uh, um, you know, as as we've emptied some of our moving boxes, we'll put them up on Facebook and say like, hey, man, free boxes. And folks have been coming to the house and grabbing them. So nice. it's 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 been I mean, I don't know. It, it's so weird where I, I don't know. And this is probably beyond the scope of what we're talking about in this episode as we're um, as we're trying to wrap up. But I I don't know what the difference between, you know, total quarantine, self-isolation and social distancing is. So, like, for example, like I 
I, I would say that my wife and I are practicing good social distancing in that, you know, we, we are conscious to stay like six feet away from folks. Yeah. Like we've we've been to the grocery store twice, um, you know, like in like the last month, you know, we really go and like make it count. But I, I'll tell you what, Dave, when we go to the grocery store, I get really nervous because there's a lot of people there. And and like more than like ever, it's like, shouldn't there be less people? Uh, but it's so you guys haven't started the limits on people in specific stores. Like I know out here, Walmart, Target, Smith's, which is Kroger brand stuff. They've started implementing a certain percentage of the building size allowed in at a time. Yep. And and there's been various stuff like that. Like there's there's certain stores that have have started implementing like one way aisles. You know, to yep. kind of minimize traffic. Same way, just and, did that here. Yeah, which is great. I I support all of that, but um, but I guess what I'm saying is that like I'm, you know, we're we're not doing things so violently differently that I feel that true impact in in the way a lot of folks have. Um, I might not feel it till after it's quote unquote over. Yeah, that that's true. Realistically, it, yeah. Um. We're uh, we're not wearing masks, you know, because I mean, we, you know, we don't go out in public, um, you know, except to like, you know, go to the store or whatever. Um, I I saw the damnedest thing, and this is you know apropos of nothing, but I I um um couple couple weeks ago I saw a dude who was um uh driving next to me down the highway had a surgical mask on, windows rolled <laughs> up, pulled down, smoking a cigarette. So that yeah. that was one I saw. Uh, day before yesterday, I uh, um, I went to the gas station. Need, needed to put gas in my car, you know, because now now I get like three weeks to the gallon. So, right, <laughs> right. But, you're not going anywhere else. <laughs> exactly. So so I'm like, hey, I I need to actually like get some gas. So I so I go to the gas station, and um, as I'm sitting there pumping my gas. I, uh, I I see a dude pull in, um, ball cap, sunglasses, bandana pulled over his mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So it's like, so now I'm playing this game of robber or, or, uh, just needing gas. He, he was just, he just needed to fill up and get gas just like me. Um, uh, you know, I, I've seen folks that like, you know, are kind of like uh, uh, using accessories from their old cosplay. Like I've seen folks like walking around in like gas masks and like hoodies, you know, looking like, you know, hardcore like Unabomber Antifa folks. Like, you know, like I don't know where right. I, I don't know people's fixations with like dark goggles and stuff. I, I don't know why they need that, but I've seen a lot of that also. Um, maybe they just saw Mad Max recently. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I mean there's a, there's a lot of that, um, but it's I don't know. It's it's just like again there there was like a a couple uh, stopped at the light next to me, and both of them, I mean again they they they, were, they looked like they were like you know Bonnie and Clyde getting ready to like go rob a bank. I'm just like it's just bank robbers. It's and it's just it, it's it's just strange, and that's just kind of like the weird things that I see when I'm kind of out in the world when I'm not running back and forth between between work and and the old house and the new house. So that's right. 
And but. see, I'm I'm kind of similar in my experience, but with a couple differences with my kids and everything. Yep. So they were on spring break the week before all the shit hit the fan. Uh, so they didn't know they were going to their last day of school of the year on March 9th, I think it was. So they've been out of school since March 9th. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we They started this the uh, distance learning thing about two weeks ago, I want to say. Uh, but for some reason, they want everything to be wrapped up by the end of this month and all the grade books completed by May 4th. Uh, I don't know why they want to rush it, but they do. So they're being inundated with tons of homework every day from all their teachers. Um, they're getting through it, though. They're being troopers about it, which is awesome. So that, yeah. that helps that they're one, wanting to do it. Um, that's another aspect uh, that I'm thinking about, like, school how how different is that going to be are there going to be more kids doing distance learning after all is said and done um not to get yeah. too personal but mm-hmm. um like my son he doesn't do well in the overcrowded uh classroom yeah. setting i'm considering having him do this yeah with the school uh permanently i i the only thing that stopping me is the social aspect i want him to get develop those social skills mm-hmm. he's Maybe be 16 this year. I don't want to take him away from friends or yeah. experiences, stuff like that. So there's there's that kind of balance uh, that I'm weighing. But uh, out here, there's nothing to do anyways except go to the casinos, <laughs> and those are closed. So, like, you want to go see a movie? I want to go play a hand of poker. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. And totally. I <laughs> the, the lesson going forward, weighing what's important, what's not, and what you need to do as opposed to what you want to do. And finding more of a balance than you already should have been. Yeah. And, and priorities, like you said, and you know, this, this might sound corny, but I think that this is an opportunity for families to connect in ways that they haven't had to before, you know, even, even, you know, even if everybody's like on their own technology, they, they phones or, or whatever's, you know, you're still occupying the same space it, for an amount of time uh, that a lot of young families haven't had to. So yeah. that's that's when theoretically like board games come out, you know, because you, yep. you can only watch so much TV. Now, on, on the other hand, there there's also something to be said about, you know, uh, maybe doing more communal experiences. Maybe maybe uh, uh, folks are going to watch Tiger King as a family or something like that. Uh, not, not that I would I recommend that for. for no. <laughs> though I want to say, though, I, I haven't watched uh, still as of this recording minute one of uh, Tiger King. But one of the one of the me- one of the memes <laughs> that really cracked me up, though, is like, you know, it's a. Uh, um, the the post apocalypse that we wanted and it's the dude from the walking dead that has the tiger this uh <laughs> i don't watch that show so i don't know who that character is but it's I like don't either. he looks super cool though with his giant tiger and then it's like you know the apocalypse we got and and it's yep. and it's and it's jokes yeah exactly so i i thought now, i thought i thought that was pretty I, funny but i do have to get this in that bitch carol baskins better fitter husband than the tiger yes exactly. <laughs> that much i know that much i know just from the means and from what everyone told me about it that much i know 
that bitch, Carol Baskins. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know so much. And it's so funny because, like, you, you go back and listen to my interview with uh, Travis Webb and Greg Smith when we were talking about their their Kickstarter for uh, their their upcoming comic book, uh, Starlight, um, yep. which is still going on until uh, the end of the month. There's still uh, time to to get in on that. But uh, what I, I talked to them, we, we did the interview like the weekend that Tiger King dropped. So I, I didn't know anything about it other than the flood and inundation with all the memes, all yep. the memes. And like you were saying, Dave, that that's still kind of like my only um, exposure uh, to it. But now that there's been more uh, cultural osmosis, for lack of a better term, and I've seen even <laughs> yeah. more memes, it's like now I know even more about it than than I, I did before because I was just like, hey, take a second, explain this Tiger King to me because I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, but... Um, all of this is to build to a dumb joke where like somebody I was working with said something about Carol Baskins. And after we got off the air, I got on the intercom, the producer intercom. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's, it's pronounced that bitch, Carol Baskins. Get it right. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Just had to get that in there though. But yeah. Um, Definitely going to be strange times ahead. Um, do you think we'll get back to to any semblance of normalcy out of all this? It, it's all in how you define "quote unquote" normal. Now, I've seen a lot of folks talk about you know whatever the "quote unquote" new normal is, and I I've I've said that myself often, and I I think it will include a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here. You know how. Um, how we view movies will probably be very different on the other side of this. Uh, how we consume television might be different, but probably won't. Basically, like the impact there will just be in delay, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love I, socially, like this, the whole uh, Dr. Fauci says no shaking hands after this ever again. Yeah. And I don't see that happening. I, you know what? And, and, you know, Talking to you now has kind of made me think of things that I miss that I haven't thought about that I miss. Like I, I like a good handshake. I I'm a handshaker and I, uh, I could go for a good bro hug like, and, and it's just like, you know, so not having that level of contact and like, you know, making a conscious effort to not have that contact you know, and it's just so weird. Like, you know, I mentioned that we've been dealing with a lot of contractors and then just to like, you know, kind of like seal the deal, but just by like, okay, goodbye. You know, you just kind of like awkwardly yeah. wave as they leave there. There isn't like that, that final cemented handshake, you know, type of thing. And, and I don't do elbow bumping. That's just stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh no, I, last week I was at the store, saw somebody I haven't seen in a while. I went to shake his hand. I, I instinctively pull back. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Seen a lot of memes about that too, but, but I, yeah, I, I don't know, Dave. I, 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 I think about this, you know, I, I invoked nine 11 earlier when we were talking about, uh, the XFL and while this is not in any way similar to that tragedy and catastrophe it is something that has 
touched all of our lives in one way or the other. And I think in the way that, um, you know, it's, you talk about legacy and like, you know, one, one of the, the, the biggest, um, the biggest little thing that society has changed in the wake of nine 11 is that now we have to take our shoes off at the airport. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, it's an inconvenience, but it's a necessary inconvenience due to the circumstance at the time. Exactly. So what I wonder is what the legacy of, uh, you know, uh, the coronavirus outbreak is going to be. You know, is it going to be something like, hey, I remember the multiplex? Yeah. Um, or is it like, oh, I remember when we used to be able to shake hands? You know, something I, I don't I, I uh, with without my crystal ball here, my magic eight ball, I I would say that it's first of all, it, it's it's going to take society a long time to kind of readjust like um i uh there was i was going to go to a concert on april 5th it was going to be the uh, cybertronic spree and you know they're they're robots in disguise playing uh, uh music about the transformers and kirby crackle was going to open for them and mc chris was going to be there it was going to be super awesome that uh um that show was obviously postponed and then later their entire tour was postponed where i'm going with that is that even if they put it on the schedule for say like november like when like you know the james bond movie is gonna come out i don't know if i want to go i i don't as much as i've talked about so much wanting to go see a movie i don't know if i want to be in a room with a couple hundred people, you know, Emerald and Sid- that seems to be the trend uh, as of uh, a poll that was taken today. Yeah. I guess uh, what was it, sixty-five to seventy percent of people said that even after everything's yeah quote all clear, they still won't go out until a vaccine is has been distributed, tested, distributed, and finalized. That makes sense. That that's practical, and and, yeah. and I didn't even think about it from the uh, from the perspective of a vaccine. I was just looking at it from like societal comfort. Like, for example, like you know, Emerald City Comic Con um, has been you know was what, October, what, uh, August, August, okay. and and who, it was later, yeah. So even if it happens, I don't know if I want to go. Um, yeah, because that's being around a hundred thousand people does not sound appealing at a time where like I I was talking to. Uh, Paula and Anne back when we were uh, they were going to do kind of like the the pop up con type of type of, you know, support local artists type of thing. And we joked about how even when there isn't a global pandemic, most people get sick at the Comic Con anyway. They get con crud because you're around 100,000 people. So I I I'm not a germaphobe or at least I don't think I am. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think for me, it's it's going to be it's going to be a long time where I'm I'm going to feel comfortable being um, around large crowds because I, I see how fidgety I get when uh, the 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 very couple times I've been in the grocery store um, with not nearly as many people. But it's just like it just, yeah, g- gives me jeebie heebies. But as, as far as like legacy um, I, I, 
Yeah, I I don't know, but I I I I would imagine that ten years from now there's going to be. Uh, oh, you know you know what I think it's going to be, Dave. I think it's going to be people's use of disinfecting wipes and or hand sanitizer. Like yeah. uh like somebody like, you know, um I don't know, like, you know, folks in like the Great Depression times, you know, or like World War II times, you know, had like all these wacky uh habits that that you know were unique to them, like, you know, how they would like bundle paper or something like mm-hmm. that. Um oh, well that that's just how they were taught. I I get the feeling that as our generation or like the the generation of covid is going to start to age out um there's going to be a younger generation behind us they're like why is why is grandpa always uh using the the wipes on the countertops you know let's, yep. well you know he he was there in 2020 yeah uh, that's what i think it is i i think okay. i think it's going to be use of wipes how, how about you what uh, do, what do you think the the legacy of uh of uh, corona with limes is uh, I think it's going to be a lot of staying away from each other and not thinking anything of it. Like more so like introverts, I think had the advantage here. They're, they're used to social distancing. I don't say yeah. that lightly. I, I mean oh. that they, they have the advantage there. People mm-hmm. like us who are used to being around people are the minority at this point. We are not used to this. Yeah. I found myself doing the same thing as you. I I'm, fidgety when I go to the store, I'm aware, I'm looking around. If someone gets too close, I ask them, hey, back up a little bit, please. And if they get mad, I'm like, look, this, this is just for right now. I know it's just for right now, but that's why I say, let's just get through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it back to a pre-show conversation we had. And I kind of want this to be our final thought. And we don't have to go through it because um, it, in a way, is a political commentary on it uh we had a discussion uh during the fall tv pre-show mm-hmm. two years ago it was the night before 9 11 uh, i believe it was the 17th anniversary where you had just finished cutting audio yeah and i i made a comment to you do you remember what that comment was not off the top of my head but i do remember I, being kind of out of sorts for like the the first chunk of that recording session yeah because it, it was I said, it, it was yep, weird being said, in that headspace yeah, I said to you, and and I quote, I don't think we'll ever come back to together as a country. Even something to the level of 9-11 won't bring us back together. It'll divide us more. Do you think this is that moment? Oh, wow. That is, that is a thought-provoking uh, statement. I, um, I... Like, this is a, do you think this is break, make or break for the country as we know it right now? No. I, I don't because I, I feel like the same political divides are still there. Just look at, for example, uh, folks's response to any time the president gives a a briefing. And yeah. and I don't want to get into uh, get right. into any of that. There there was one um, especially inflammatory uh, uh, Monday afternoon, um, you know. So I I, I don't want to get into uh, you know the, the mechanics of that. But right. what I what I mean is like you, you commentators on both sides of the aisle still have the same narrative. Basically, the folks that still support the president will uh you know 
they'll they'll talk about all the chirons that that CNN was running. Uh, right. The folks that are um, not in support of the president will will talk about how he's unhinged and lashing out and and honestly the thing the thing of it is is that everybody's right. Everybody's right and everybody's yep. wrong. And so in a in a sense like um a, a galvanizing tragedy like 9/11 um I feel like for a brief moment in time actually united the country in that mm. like you know we have our differences but the one thing that that we all have in common is that we're Americans. You know, and uh, and and there was, you know, kind of like a swelling of uh, nationalism and and patriotism and whatnot. You're not getting any of this uh, with uh, uh, with uh, with Corona with limes. You you know, it's it's again, it's it's the same political opportunists doing what they do on on both sides and again i i'm i'm taking no sides here because um same here there's there's (laughs) enough rotten to go around so um i uh my apologies if that if that pisses off uh any of my friends on either side of the the aisle because i've got you know self-identifying socialist friends and and you know and i have uh uh hardcore uh conservative republican friends and so having having a straight down the middle approach doesn't really work for anybody unfortunately but that's but that's where i'm at and and so i i apologize dave i don't know if that answers your question but i i don't think that um at this point short of a Independence Day style alien invasion. I don't know what's going to uh, unite the country into into a uh, uh, singular cause. It's like I think somebody needs to drop a giant squid on Times Square um, to get people's attention to, you know, kind of it's a Watchmen reference, by the way. Uh, But you you got to. But no, I, I think I think that's what it is. And you would think that a global pandemic would be that thing and it just isn't yep and i've been so disappointed in the response of the common man at at how everything's politicized everything is trump's fault everything is everybody else's fault yeah this fell into our lap yeah there we were going off information that was given to us it was wrong information yes but it was the information we had at the time Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can be done about that we all need to work together to beat this thing to the point where we can start to re- reopen things and, and slowly, and, and I mean slowly, get back to normal or some semblance of that word. I was one of the few, I was one of the many actually prior to the shit hitting the fan that said, this is just a flu. This isn't a big deal. I, I openly admit that. Sure. I openly admit that I was wrong. And I hate that I was wrong, but mm. I'm wrong. Uh, I wish I was right. I wish this was just a glorified flu bug that, we could beat very easily, but that's not the case at this point. Right. And for those that are still saying that it is, uh, wake the fuck up. Well, and, and, and stop thinking that everything's a fucking conspiracy. Well, and and the the ones that really bother me, and again, we've we've flipped over the apple cart and we've we've drifted yeah. too far. But <laughs> but the thing that really bothers me at this point is the folks that that point out the uh, uh, death rates from common flu, and then um, from that. 
going back to the swine flu uh, H1N1 uh, pandemic. It's like this is just like that. And, you know, we, we didn't we we didn't shut down uh, the country for that. And it's just like I don't it's it's just especially frustrating the the narratives that folks continue to cling to um, regardless of. Uh, developments you know it's like 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 you were saying Dave you know the the conspiracy theorists the the political opportunists um, you know the opinion-based commentators you know it's everybody's just finding ways for this to feed into their narrative whatever that narrative happens to be and it's and it's ugly and it sucks and um and I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> so so just for a reference point, I'm gonna take us all the way back to 2003. You remember SARS? Remember that brilliant little uh, fucking virus that came after us, which this is a a family member of the coronavirus. Oh yeah. Uh, in the same time frame, from November 2002 through April 14, 2003, worldwide there was 3,169 cases. I don't have the number of deaths here, but how many do we have of the coronavirus right now? We we crossed the million point, right? Yeah, I think so. Worldwide? Yeah. You can't compare this to a, a prior virus. This is something we haven't seen before. It's more aggressive than SARS, more aggressive than swine flu. Hell, more aggressive than Ebola. Um, comparisons do nothing at this point. What we got to do is look forward, uh, attack this thing, listen to the guidelines as, as much as we may not agree with them. I personally don't agree with a lot of them, but they're for the greater good. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. And I say this every time I'm on Mike's show. I say this every time I'm on anyone's show in the in the spirit of Brian Feltz uh, from the Mark and Brian radio uh, program. Be a fucking good human. Yeah. And uh, so before uh, how, how's that for for a segue? So th- this is probably where that you is. need to drop in. <laughs> Whoa, those are some seriously hot takes. How do you feel <laughs> yeah. about it? Uh, let yeah. Mike know on on, uh, on SoundClouds and, and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> Sorry but, about that. Just no, uh, no. It, it's, it's 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 the emotional time. <laughs> and and that's the thing too. And I I think honestly, what I think both of us wanted out of this episode is to get some of that stuff out like that I couldn't or wouldn't do by myself, you know? So, um, and having I'm that, in the same boat with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and with that, uh, do you want to talk about kind of like how, uh, the, the, the current climate has really kind of affected, um, a lot of your creative pursuits because like, you know, as it feels like every time we've, uh, uh, we, we've talked and done an episode together, you have like a new podcast that you're adding to the, uh, to the, to the Dave Sanders, uh, uh, production library, but that's, that's not quite the case now, but, um, yeah, we've retracted two, unfortunately, uh, two were on hiatus because of varying circumstances. One, um, is taking care of his family. Mm-hmm. She's very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, high risk? She's very susceptible, high risk. Oh, thinking. yeah, yeah. Like uh, compromised so, immune system type of thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he needs to be around her, make uh-huh. sure she's getting what she needs. Um, my, my co-host with uh, Beers, Boots, and Brutes, I mean, there's a football going on right now. There's not much we can talk about. We can talk about the draft for mm-hmm. fucking two months, but that was hold <laughs> that for a while. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's just lack of content. Um, I did pick up another one, uh, the Bad Man Majamas podcast. Uh, they just did an episode actually about the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. 
that just posted um one of the one of the members of that uh podcast and band go check them out the bmjs on twitter um he was actually in the movie as an extra uh he was wearing the elvis suit that walked behind thor at chronic con it was in a lot of other scenes in uh in the chronic con end scene uh you see him quite a bit um he describes his experience on set uh talks a little bit about talking with Kevin, I guess, uh, Kevin personally invited him back to be an extra in the next variation. Hint, hint. Oh, cool. Go, go, go listen to that podcast. Uh, the BMJs, uh, search bad mamma jammas. That's M A M M A S, uh, for mammas. Uh, cool guys too. They have some good music out there too. Very cool. So, and, and you're a, uh, producer on that show, right? I'm the producer. Yeah, I'm not vocal talent. Um, they have a good thing going. I'm not going to interject myself into that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, I do have a couple other plugs, if that's all right. Absolutely. All right. Since we're in the plug version of this, it looks like. Well, uh, and, go and, check out and, Land- and here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, like, yeah, yeah plug your shit, and then I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no, I guess, <laughs> I guess I guess I. So one one of the things that you know we're not we're not going to take the time to uh, unpack during this episode now, but um, I, I wanted to very quickly loop back around to. Um, Again, the reason for the season, why we why we're getting together like this and why, you know, some of the the help and support you've been giving me in terms of like, you know, peer review and critical feedback. And I I kind of came to you with the thinking that I want to change some things um, about the show, not drastically, don't want to reinvent the wheel. I'm not, you know, going to shutter the show and relaunch with an episode one new name or any, right. any of that other stuff. Um, I, I'm way too married to this this uh, this nonsense at this point but <laughs> but i guess as like as things um continue to evolve you know maybe i'll get you know more experimental and try some other stuff but but the thing that's not going to change in whatever developments happen over the next uh, couple weeks and months is that i i'm still going to be focused on giving that platform to my friends and I like making friends to give them an opportunity to promote their stuff. You know, kind of like, tell me about your thing. Tell me your story. Th- those are kind of like the cornerstones of what makes Mike Seibert Radio uh, essential. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so that that's not going to change. You know, still going to interview independent artists, you know, and still uh, do uh, guest co-hosting uh, with all kinds of cool folks that have all kinds of cool stuff uh, to talk about. Much like my dude Dave was right before I interrupted him to put in this entire screed, but um, but I, I just wanted to get that out and share that with the the listeners before we got out of here. But um, I I apologize for for trampling on you. Uh, you had other stuff uh, you wanted to plug as well. Uh, so uh, uh, please, as I shut my microphone off, uh, continue uninterrupted. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, go check out uh, Landmark Live's Facebook page. They are uh, doing uh, some things with some local bands in the area. They're based out of uh, Mississippi. They actually just had uh, Daniel from the Batman Pajamas, his uh, cover band, Pop Fiction, play there this past Saturday night. You can mm-hmm. check out that concert on their YouTube channel or their Facebook page. Just search Pop Fiction Band. Um Looks like a nice little setup too for them. It kind of reminds me of the um, Elcor Zone. Oh, nice! Very cool. Yeah, and very, very intimate. Very, very uh, like it, it looks like an awesome venue. And I, I, I hope 
sooner rather than later, they'll be able to fill it again with actual people. Nice. Very cool. And, you know, I just, I, I, I never keep my promises. It seems I said I was going to let you go uh, uninterrupted, but here I am interrupting you once again, Uh quick elevator pitch. What, uh, what kind of music uh, uh, do the, do the guys play? So uh, the Batman pajamas, it's more of a uh, Southern rock kind of feel uh, with some more modern stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, the pop fiction is more of a, um, it, like I said, they're a cover band. They cover like Bruno Mars. Uh, they did a, uh, a Britney melody the other night, which yeah. was really awesome. Um, yeah, they did like Baby One More Time into Oops, I Did It Again into Toxic, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Highly recommend. Go check it out. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, I'll, a- I'll see if they. Get, I'll see if they want to do a uh, a uh, interview. Hell yeah, you. yeah. Uh, I, I, I love to because that's, you know, with all my time talking about uh, Transformers and comic books and stuff, I've, I, I don't want to say I've lost my connection to uh, the, the independent local music scene, but I don't do as many uh, band shows as I used to. So that's not lost on me. And maybe that's, that's something I need to, need to get back into. And um, well, I will tell you that uh, Daniel is a big DC head. And uh, he's a uh, Aquaman fanatic, so oh, you, you'll man. be able to bond over that as well. <laughs> oh man, I bet you he's got thoughts about that Snyder cut. <laughs> he, he, he is one of the uh, release it uh, bandwagoners, oh, so <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> All right, that out when he gets on the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So, Dave, as always, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, if folks wanted to bother you out on the internets, how can they find you? Still waiting for your Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salim. Come at me, bro, at SandersD84 on Twitter. Um, Facebook, just search for Dave Sanders. I'm I'm carrying the Arizona Cardinals flag. Um, Other than that, I have nothing right now. All right. Go check out uh, the BMJs uh, at the BMJs for Batman Pajamas on Twitter for the podcast as well as their concert info that they'll have coming up as soon as this is all over. (laughs) All right. All right. Sounds good. And uh, that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to our past shows, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to and download your podcasts. Uh, Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Five stars, please. Let us know what you like and what we can improve on. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio is produced by my very good friend, Dave Sanders. Thank you again for uh, joining us. And uh, for Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. My name is Dave. And until next time, make good choices. Be good here. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert radio production. Uh. And um, 
really it was oh fuck i've lost my train of thought oh my oh, god no. what was i gonna say what was i gonna say oh fuck my life uh, cut my life see, uh, into constru- pieces constructive critique yeah yeah uh, constructive criticism and um fuck it's fucking gone ahead. it's fucking uh, gone um uh, let me see let me, let me no that's okay that that's uh wow this usually doesn't happen to me it happens to me all the time yeah no um oh, fuck cuz it was something i wanted to interrupt you about the oh okay i got it i i got it do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs>